0: cliffcentral.com
1: It's Cliff Central's birthday on the 1st of May and uh, to celebrate we're giving away half a million rand's worth of uh, smartphones so uh, you can win just by listening out for the question on Cliff Central submit your answer on WeChat by uh, t- Tapping, uh, connect when competition on the menu. Then competition on the menu. Uh, if you want to upgrade or need a smartphone, we'll hook you up with a Samsung Galaxy S4. Win with, <clears throat> excuse me, win with Cliff Central and WeChat on the, uh, for the month of April. Visit cliffcentral.com for details. T's and C's apply. So the question this morning is: What is your favorite show on Cliff Central?
2: That simple. Bring it on, bring it on um, We will be choosing a winner soon And you, you might win that phone We'd love for you to say it's our show uh, So please call in, send us your, 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 your WeChat uh, responses um, So we can hopefully be giving away a Samsung phone um, to, Right now we have Romy in studio Hello Romy Hi there You're looking very happy
3: Thank you. <laughs> and
2: we've got Sia in studio. Hi, Yay. Sia.
4: Now, those of <laughs> you, you that don't
2: you. know, that don't know, Sia is the guy that runs the show. Not just this show, I mean, he runs Cliff Central.
4: You're um, right? that's debatable. I just do my job. That's all. And oh, like a see. little so, so modest, so modest. And a little yeah. fraction of it
2: so How you know that a guy's in charge is when he's modest about it. <laughs> if he, if he didn't, if he didn't run the show, he'd be oh, of course, of course, I do. I do everything. You know? Like no, no, I don't. He doesn't need to prove himself. You know, when, at all. When he come, when we come out of here, he signs the checks. You know, yeah, yeah, he shakes yeah, yeah. the hands. I'm clearly not gives going to Samsung win this. Phones. I'm not going to
4: win this fight. <laughs> I'll just keep quiet then.
2: So, 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 see yeah, you're you're a you're so-called born free, yes, you know, and you've you've done very well for for a guy that was just born uh, the other day. Oh. Um, <laughs> you, you run, I knew that was coming. you run, Flip <laughs> Central, man. I mean that that that's a big thing. Uh, how do you? We're having these conversations about Freedom Day and where it comes from and yeah. so on, um, and we come from you know a pre-1994. Uh, point of view yeah how, how do you how do you as a born free who you weren't part of all of that uh-huh. how do you process it and how, how
4: is your view maybe different to ours do you know what it's always a an interesting thing when it comes to commemorative days like this you know your freedom days your youth days where we're looking back at the past and i personally always look at it and think it's not that i'm not empathetic to what we went through as South Africans, as a nation. It's not that I do not feel, you know, reverence for the day. It's not that I'm dishonoring the legacy of what we went through, but I truly can honestly say that I can't resonate fully with days like this because it's not in my realm of imagination. Mm -hmm. I cannot even begin to imagine someone telling me you can sit there, but you can't sit there. Yeah. You know, you can go there, but you can't come here. You can sign that, but you can't sign. I can't even imagine it. So it's not that I don't give a damn about this day. I absolutely respect everything that, you know, there's a... One of my favorite lines from Maya Angelou poem, poem, it's called For Our Grandmothers, where it says, I come as one, but I stand as 10,000. And I recognize that, yeah. that I wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for the ten thousands and so many others who fought for, you know, my life today and everything that I'm doing. But I truly cannot resonate with you know being able to be told what to do being oppressed in any sort of way so it's quite a little shift in a mindset i'd have to say have you not encountered uh,
2: any sort of racism and and all of that kind of stuff that 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 takes you
4: back uh, you know i wouldn't use the title racism you know i've been i've encountered being tra- treated differently based on you know how i look or how i speak or you know different differences but not to, you know, I also think it would be somewhat vain of me to use the term racism Given that what is, for example, just being not included in a conversation versus someone who was shot at. Yeah. or Who was told they could not be here past a certain hour. For me, I feel like I do not even deserve to use that term. Yeah. So within that though, do you think, you know, uh, um, people
1: that are around your age group, yeah. d- do we really have nothing to complain about
4: then? Like, no, not at all. We have our fair share of issues yeah. and more then that also it's a it's a challenge of really trying to go with forming our own mindset versus feeling like we need to carry a mindset from our previous generations you know i know that some people would say oh no 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 but like my best friend can't necessarily be white just because this is what happened with white people but guy you know, they didn't do anything to you right now in yeah. this day and age. Yeah. So mm. why do you feel like you have to carry that? Mm. It's one thing to be informed by the past, but it's another to be conditioned by the past. Yeah. Wow. So there has to be a line there.
2: Man, you you're like Martin Luther King <laughs> in the
4: making that where did you pull that one from? It's one thing to be Informed by the past yeah, And I think you have to carry that you know, Not to sound cliche But mm. in order to know where you're going You have to know where you've been You can't move on into the future being ignorant mm. But to be conditioned by it That is something you shouldn't let rule your life Yeah Think back, live now, look forward Gee, You're you sorry no, also, That is was oh kind of <laughs> too much no, Think back,
1: yes. look now Think back, live now, look now. forward Got
2: it Wow Dude, so you've you've inspired this this creativity. Let's bring Romy in. Romy, do you have a poetic bone in your body? No,
3: I'm afraid not. Dancing bone, but not quite the poetic bone. Not quite Um, the poetic bone. No, no. But
2: you you have a very interesting life. I mean, you're a dance teacher who has been in shark conservation. Who who has who has who's a retired game ranger. Uh, you, you very interesting life, but you also you're you involved. What you've done is you've moved beyond just speaking about the issues in South Africa, and and you're out there. You have decided that you're going to commit a significant portion of your life to actually getting into the issues and and doing something about it. What 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 uh, we used to read a book in in high school. I think it was called Maru, and and uh, and and there was a question there. What breaks in a man? What what breaks in a woman to say you know what? That's it. I am going out, I am going to do more than just speak. Tell us a little bit about what you do and then what led you to to, to get into the activism part of things.
3: Okay, well, I think from a very young child, I just always sort of resonated with people who were struggling I guess so I've always been a bit of a humanitarian but my big passion really is conservation and animals and whatnot which is how I got into the shark conservation etc dancing well that's just a separate thing I just happen to be a dancer at the same time but my passion is definitely the outdoors and conservation and that kind of thing and also specifically sharks because of the injustice you know they get this bad rap for like a lot of people do for just for whatever reason, for no real reason, um, the shark finning, you know, just the brutality of chopping off the fin and throwing the shark back into the water alive. It's that kind of injustice which drives me to actually do something. And I suppose the same can be said for example, two thousand and eight was when I really got up and started doing something when we had our first spout of the xenophobia. Yeah. Which I just I guess I'm just not that person who can sit and go, Oh shame, that's terrible. I cannot need to do something so i'm a very active person if i see something that i don't agree with or that i think is just totally unfair i will always stand up and do my best to make a difference or to help or to say something or to stand up for those people or those animals that that can't
1: you know it's, it's actually refreshing to hear someone say that because um over the you know over the past couple of weeks. Every time I log on to Facebook or Twitter It's hashtag no xenophobia Hashtag this uh, I hate it when people do such and such and such But a lot of people are speaking from the comfort of their own homes mm. On a you know luxurious couch or something Not actually <laughs> doing anything about it So I, I, I'm glad to be in the presence of someone who's actually done something about it Thank you very much for that. Thank you. It's refreshing.
2: What do you, what do you say then to, to, let's say, uh, Sia's generation who say, I wasn't there. I'm not saying you, Sia, Mm -hmm. uh, because Sia can't fire me, so I have to Uh. (laughs) be careful how, how I frame this. Uh, What do you say to the generation of Sia born freeze who say, look, I wasn't there. These are not my issues to solve. You know, I just want to get on with life. Um, you know, you guys get over it, get over these things and let's just move on. How would you, how would you inspire a person who is not Sia, but Sia's age to say, you know, you need to get more active, you need to go beyond just being uh, a Facebook activist, a Twitter activist and actually get involved, get your hands dirty?
3: Well, I think I can understand, I mean, even though I am much older than all of you, it would appear, um, <laughs> and I was in those times, even me, you know, by the time I was in high school, 94 had come along and so I, I, I felt things in my day, but I just think people need to, exactly what Sia said, it's good to know where you're from and to know the past, but I truly believe that the only way forward and for us to improve anything is to just start having a bigger respect for each other and really just helping each other, you know, just a kind people just being kind really to each other and actually going out of their way to help each other, and to very importantly stand up for your rights and for the rights of of others, you know, and stand up for what you believe in. Mm. I don't, I, I personally I don't like to put myself in any category, a religious one, a social one. I think that also, again, it's good to know where you're from and to be proud of that, but the end of the day i believe in one love you know we are all people i think we are all equal and i don't think that kind of thing is what matters at the end of the day so you've got good and bad in everyone everywhere yeah i think people just need to hone in on their good you know and if we all just share more and give more i really believe that you know just get up and do something don't be afraid
1: you know see um i actually want to send this question to you i was um talking to a friend of mine a couple of days ago and and he found this funny but um Explaining some of the things that we go through to our parents is very difficult. Like uh, something as simple as a sleepover. I remember yeah. I had an argument with my dad when I was much younger about yes. a sleepover. He didn't understand what the hell I was talking about. I was like uh, uh, a very good friend of mine from primary school, Lyle. Um, I was like, "Look, Lyle wants me to come over to his house and sleep over, <laughs> and we're just yeah. gonna chill." He was like, "What are you guys gonna be doing there?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, wh- what? How? How do you deal with the the type of views from the older generation Specifically to how you view the world And how different it is uh, Compared to how they saw it
4: Yeah I think throughout any sort of time and history You can go on You'll probably see these recurring patterns There'll always be generational differences Yeah And I think the only way you can curb that There really isn't a way to curb that I think you just have to have a mutual respect for one another Um Because we know how very, you know, vehemently teenagers can stand firm in their opinions and they all think that they're right. And yes, even at this tender age, I can admit now that I thought I knew it all, but I don't. (laughs) So my parents would be proud to hear me admit that. And we know that also parents are set in their ways, but I think it's a respect thing. You know, I just know in my own personal capacity, I'm not about to make myself sound like a Jersey shore star and say like, I drink all the time and I'm wasted and drunk. But you know, my parents aren't drinkers. I don't have a problem with drinking. Um, but I know that if I were to rock up home, piss drunk, it will be like world war seven in our house. But they understand that I'm a mature person. I would like to think that I'm a rational thinker and yes, I do things. And, um, Some things they may not necessarily approve of, but they are my my own decisions. And so we respect that. So yes, I live in their house. And yes, it is their own beliefs. So I will drink elsewhere. And yes, I may come home, but it's now a thing of let's meet somewhere. So I know what they believe in. I know what I believe in. And so let's just not overstep our own boundaries does that make sense to a certain point of view so i think it makes no sense to you i'm too old for this (laughs) (laughs) all all i'm saying is the key is mutual respect yeah i think that's all it is you don't necessarily have to understand it but at least tolerate it you know i think if you're in each other's lives and in each other's spaces then respect that's all that is going to really solve it i think
2: now, uh, Romy, to bring you yes. in, you you're you're a retired uh, game ranger, right?
3: Well, I never really, really. I studied game and qualified, and for a very short time went into the bush. But I then met my husband. This was many years ago, and didn't <laughs> in, go in back. The bush? And, no, not in the bush. Oh. In Jo'burg <laughs> okay, and uh, so that was. The bush was then no longer for me mm-hmm. However, we go very often We got married in the bush as well oh, So we do yeah. spend a lot of time there But um, I've always danced and I was teaching at the same time So that sort of just took over Because I was then obviously based in Johannesburg So, yeah So,
2: so, so based on your time in the bush uh, You know, we, we can always learn from animals um, how do animals deal with conflict? And, uh, is there a particular animal that you'd say, you know what, to deal with these issues of moving forward? You know, wh- wh- how do, how do male, uh, elephants and so on, how do they get over it and get on with it? Um, after they they've just had, yeah, after they've. Had, <laughs> yeah,
4: that's no, all I know. That's after, <laughs> that, that, that you is. Charge a, and you run away. Yeah. Exactly. Is
2: that, is that the way should we be charging at, uh, <laughs> at each other and just so that to, just to get this thing done and to move on with this freedom?
3: I think that it's good to obviously charge in a non-violent way. Oh. I think uh, the... That's an oxymoron right, there, right <laughs> Well, par- it's all about the paradox, way. you know. Yeah. I think uh, obviously the difference between animals and human is there's no ego involved, which is I think where people go wrong every single turn. Yeah. It's always the ego comes in and, you know, that's what kind of just starts taking things down the wrong road. But... Mm. I just, uh, yeah, you know, I think in order to move on, people really need to just start listening to each other and realizing that it's okay to have differences and differences in opinions. But at the end of the day, we're all just trying to survive. We need to just literally just move on and respect each other's differences. It doesn't mean that we can't be happy together just because we're different.
2: Earlier on, you spoke about sharks and you said that they have a bad rep. Yes um, they do Thanks to Jaws uh, The movie and, <laughs> Yeah and, 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 and thanks to apartheid White people have a bad rep um, Sure <laughs> or, or, or You learned to love sharks you know you, you, you learn to love them in spite of jaws, in spite of the shark killings, in spite of all the things we see, you learn to love sharks Absolutely. Um, if you were to use that as an analogy for how perhaps as a black person I get to to start to see white people as different, you know different from what uh, the, the picture is painted, and so on, and for born free to say, this is the way to see it, this is how you need to get over your fear, get over your your, your, your anger and what jaws has taught you. And so on And to actually love This thing that is In inverted commas Unlovable How did you get to a point Where you started loving This thing that was unlovable In spite of everyone around you Saying you must be crazy
3: Sure Well I guess Being a non-conformist By nature Or someone who Tends to always go The other way That also helps But I suppose I see what you're saying But I guess To anyone who feels like that Just to really go And have a look At all the good People out there White people out there I guess, like me, who don't really, I don't really care what color you are or what your background is or your religion. You know, if someone needs help or an animal like a shark needs help, I'm going to go and help. If someone's being unfairly treated or something completely unjust is happening, you know, does it really matter? I think if people look into the true past of South Africa and all the different freedom fighters You know, you would see there were people from all backgrounds, all races, all religions who really, really sacrificed and gave up. Their lives to, for freedom, you know, the mm. freedom that we have today. So I suppose it is difficult not to listen to or buy into the propaganda or the things that you taught or the prejudices. But I think you really just need to treat every person as an individual and realize that there is good and bad out there in everyone and in every race and in every species. <laughs> but but yeah. how,
2: how do we start to change mindsets? So you, you you've been you've been you probably work in changing mindsets around sharks and so on. And mindset change is mindset change. So how do how, how are you changing Tell us about specifically in the shark space How, how are you changing mindsets about The way people see sharks And the way people approach the conversations around sharks how do, how do you go about doing that
3: Well certainly from an education perspective I mean it's just basic education Of uh, explains people that sharks Aren't just these mindless killers Who are out there to eat you um, So education is a big thing um And I guess just dialogue, just talking to people, showing people pictures, showing people, you know, the facts, really. I suppose from a human perspective, I think it would be great if more people could get out there and mix. I've got an idea as an example to get some of the different religious sort of bodies who have animosity or hidden, at least, animosity, you know, to get them, maybe the schools to do a program where the kids can just interact and actually see, well, you know what, we're actually exactly the same. Yeah. We're just the same. So I think people need to get, I think the only way to do it is if people get out there more, if people aren't scared, get out there, white people go into the, wherever's the settlements, the townships, get in there, go and engage, go and talk to the people Black people from there come out into the, you know, people just need a mix, I think, Mm. really. And then they'll realize that we're all just people.
1: Um, We actually got a comment here from uh, someone on WeChat, Nora Mack. She says, uh, I believe that this country is the greatest. We have the most potential. We just need to learn from other countries to make ours number one. For example, learn from China's education system and uh, learn from America's sports industry right (laughs) i
4: I don't know why as soon as i as soon as sports was mentioned i thought lance armstrong when i thought lance armstrong i thought (laughs) doping and drugs yeah when i think doping and drugs i'm like should we really learn from that so sorry are you are you the
2: cynic see are you normally the cynic around
4: the table not at all i (laughs) funny i was reading like an article about like pessimism and like people like that and how they like to you know Sort of back themselves up But I'd mm. like to think I'm not <laughs> pessimistic I'm just realistic Yeah And I'm not I'm not about to let someone Pee on my head and Then tell me it's raining Don't do that Yeah <laughs> So i just like to see Things of face value So I'm not about to Hold hands and sing Kumbaya and go We're perfect <laughs> yeah. We're going to make It's It's not going to You know mm. Unless we face The elephant in the room And we start dealing With issues like this Then that's the only way We'll be able to move forward So cynic I think Is a bit harsh mm. so, <laughs> but, but So so what is the real view um, as, as as
2: somebody who is a Born free yeah. um, What is the real view Is there such a category As born free That all think the same About these things And so on And are you guys united you know, you know. as you grow older, are you splitting up into black and white groupings?
4: How are we doing so far? Um, I would have to say, if you look at our little time frame overall, it is 20 years. We are still young. We are still trying to form an identity. You know, I have... Friends who are very lazy as fan Who just take things out there Ah no well we'll just go with the flow Then I have some friends You know it's funny Just to see one of my friends' evolution In the last like two years He was an avid supporter of the DA And like yeah two years ago Now he's full force ANC He's like 20 years old as well So politically active I'm like what's going on guy So it's like we have these weird Different diverse characters on all ends of the spectrum so i think we're all growing and shaping and forming in different ways and we'll just have to see how that goes on hey all right so leadership platform at 11 o'clock
2: catch them later
4: i am the future of south africa on my shoulders i carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come i'm eager to learn but even more eager to use my knowledge for good I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold. We are one. It's
2: coming up, It's coming up. 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 It's there. The Leadership Platform with Adrian Grunewald brought to you by Simania Gold. Darren August, author of A Teacher Changed My Life, Changing a Country Can Start in a Classroom, joins the panel to talk about the impact of great teachers in leading schools and individuals. Then we chat with several international opinion leaders, Godana Binat, Tim Fargo, Gordon Treadgold, Dan Rockwell And Bruce Van Horn On leading in order to be successful In today's fast-paced, challenging Interconnected And crazy world And a crazy world it is Uh Sia, just coming back to you You, you, you it is a crazy world, yeah. and and there are certain realities. I mean, uh, Mwelet Mbeki, uh the former president's brother, said we're sitting on a ticking time, bo- time bomb, hmm. uh, and things are going to go balls up, and it's going to be in your hands, your generation's hands, yeah. uh, to, to pick up the pieces. What are your fears? What keeps you up at night about this ticking time bomb, and, and what should we be doing?
4: I think my main point of view so to speak is how are we going to be able to manage the shift from our current leadership to us yeah that's my main thing because i just feel before our current leadership we had an oppressive leadership so to speak and so here we are now with a current body you know of leaders who i'm not saying i condone what they do i'm not saying i side with what they do and at the same time i'm not saying i'm against what they do but to a certain extent dare i say i understand why they do what they do because the way i see it these are people who were oppressed who were under the common fight of we want equality yeah and we want power and we deserve it And so after this whole struggle and fighting and just the energy to get that equality in power, you finally have it. But I don't think there was proper thought and 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 emphasis on what you actually do with that power. Once you have it. And I think once you dissect our current situation, if you boil it down simply, it's an abuse of power. A friend of mine actually mentioned uh, a couple of days ago, he was like,
1: how can we... Want to move forward as a country yeah. when our president still reads speeches off of pages. He should have an iPad yeah. in 2015 type thing, <laughs> you know? Um, d- what are your guys thoughts? In fact, I actually, wh- whoever wants to answer this can answer it, but I mean, considering is specifically towards our leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we move forward as a country when we are still being led by people that for the large majority of their lives, which yeah. just Fighting to be on the same level as everyone else.
4: Aye, aye, aye. I think if you answer that question correctly, we'll be able to really hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Sometimes I just think, is it a matter of waiting and you wait for that generation to almost die out or leave and until we, the young ones, are fully empowered and are really holding our own? Or... We really try to find middle ground with this because that I think if both parties and I mean the older generation and the younger generation are able to meet somewhere with an open mind. Yeah. Where we say let's have honest conversations because I don't think anything fruitful can come out of a quote unquote conversation where someone one side is very very strong with their opinion and not willing to hear the other side out so unless we have honest discussions with ourselves then that's when we can start forming solutions but until we're trying to sort of light ourselves i don't think anything will happen
2: Romy, you you are involved. You're in the ground. You specifically around xenophobia, and uh, you you have to maybe lead some of these difficult conversations. How are you getting uh, people from different you know sides of the story to come together um, and to start to? communicate and speak and, and and resolve these issues in real time and uh, you know when, when they've when maybe yesterday he, the one was chasing the other with a punga down the road how do you bring them together and say guys okay let's let's talk this out and maybe you know once we're done you guys can go back to being friends how do you, how does that happen well that
3: definitely is the key there's no doubt about that and uh, you know it is just getting the the person who chased the person out to realize that truthfully it's just miss you know, their frustrations just completely going on to the wrong sort of person. So there are, fortunately, it definitely is dialogue and people just talking. Um Obviously, when there's a mob kind of mentality comes into play, it becomes very difficult. So one needs to wait until things have calmed down a bit. There are amazing people out there like Paul Vorain, I'm sure you've heard of Paul Varane from the, the Bishop. Yeah. Mm. He's a, started a group called Peace Action and, and they're doing things and this is where I would also like to in future focus more of my attention. They actually are on the ground going into these communities where this violence has happened. And trying to build bridges Trying to to understand the root cause Of the anger that the people have Which is usually just Really sheer poverty You know, these people are are struggling And well, that's where their frustration gets, gets vented out on. Of course, we know that it's not going to improve their lives by chasing a bunch of people who are born on the other side of the border out. You know, it, it isn't going to make any difference, yeah. but it's definitely dialogue. It's going in on the ground. It's, it's trying to build the bridges and it's just, it's just talking. And I think just for people to be. More accepting and also to think out the box a little bit as well. I know you read a message earlier saying we should follow this country, that country. I personally, I mean, I can't think of any country in the world that's got it a hundred percent correct, you know, all right. I think that we need to forge our own. We, I, I agree. We are the best country in the world. I do think we have the most potential. I think we've got such brilliant people. And I think because of our diversity, never mind our, our, like the, environment the diversity of our wildlife just the diversity of our people there are so many incredible brilliant minds in this country I think we just need to bring those people to the forefront and it's so great to hear people like Sia from the born free generation yeah. Um. you know it really gives hope because I think the older generations there were some amazing people but I think they also have in a way gotten lost, maybe, over the years. They've sort of gone off the path, perhaps. Yeah. Um. And I I just can't wait for the new generation to come in. Just a really good story. I don't know if you guys heard in Katlahong, there are a group of South Africans who stood up now in this recent xenophobia and said we will not have this in our community and they started a patrol so these guys are literally just patrolling the streets 24 hours they've got like a roster going and they are there to stand up for their brothers and sisters from wherever from all the foreigners the foreign shops to make sure that if anyone incites violence or says anything immediately they call you know whatever authorities the police and they deal with it then and there so nothing can get out of hand Mm and i think that is very hopeful yeah. and i think that's the kind of attitude and the kind of mindset we need to move forward for people to actually stand it's just about standing up really stand up for what's right stand yeah. up for your own rights yeah. and the rights of others
1: um uh, my uncle from uh, slovoville uh, which is uh, in oh. soweto and uh, they they actually
3: <laughs> slovo okay. i'm 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 related my my, oh. my great grandfather And Joe's father were brothers. Oh, (laughs) there we go. So that's where it comes from. (laughs) Maybe it's in my meme somewhere. No one else in my family is (laughs) quite like this, (laughs) but it must have skipped. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: um, my uncle actually mentioned that uh, they they also came together to have a meeting and they decided they're not going to, uh, you know, jump onto the bandwagon and all of this stuff. And I, I, I think it's really encouraging because there hasn't been a single incident of xenophobia, um, in uh, slovo. At amazing. all. At all. I think that's fantastic. Um, you were mentioning, uh, generation earlier, uh, different generations earlier on. Um, we've got a comment here from Tebato on, uh, WeChat and he says, uh, I know that South Africa is one of the most diverse countries in the world, but due to social injustices inherited from the past, parents pass on their ha- hatred mm-hmm. to, of other races to their children. And due to this hatred between races, uh, it will still continue. It is a generation to generation thing. Have Have you guys um, experienced such from, you know, uh, your families
4: or or people that you grew up around? Um, In my case, I would have to say I was... Privileged or lucky in the sense that I did have positive role models as parents where, you know, they were very open-minded and they always just saw a person as a person first and foremost, not as a label of some sort. Yeah. So I'm glad that happened. But I do, once again, not necessarily that, that I judge, but I do understand how we get this generational passing on of this belief. The same, exact same way I was passed on with this positive outlook, so to speak, is the exact same way someone living in an environment can pass on their own negative outlooks onto their children so it's not necessarily about pointing fingers and going oh that's wrong or that shouldn't be happening it's now about trying to curb that and saying how do we actually turn that around so it's all about just exposing people to different ways of life exposing people to different types of people um, exposing people to tolerance and so i think that's where we should be pacing our energy not necessarily pointing fingers at those who are necessarily, you know, neg- uh, influencing others in a negative way. Yeah. Romy, um have
2: you have you come across it and you know, particularly being a white person going into black communities, um, do you have people saying, Oh my goodness, she she who does she think she is?
3: Definitely, I'm sure from both sides there are definite. I've seen prejudices from both sides, of course. From the wild, you crazy, it's dangerous, or it's yeah, Yeah. it's just people like can't. You know, even in my own family, sometimes worry. You know, if I'm getting involved in certain things and from the other side sure you definitely sort of sometimes feel I know what they're thinking like here's this privileged white girl coming in what does she know so uh, there's definitely prejudices on both sides and I have seen it and experienced it but you know what it's not going to stop me you know that's I think the only way you're going to change it is by just pushing right through that and showing that both from both on both sides you know you're wrong and you're wrong also. Let's just get together and, and talk about it. You know, let's, let's build together. Forget about those prejudices. And a, a
2: lot of what you, you've said today, you know, has been about communication. Uh, we need to communicate. Sia, uh, this generation does not communicate in the same way that uh, the previous generation communicated. How do we get across to this generation you know where, where are you guys communicating uh at some stage when i thought it was facebook uh it was told no it's not facebook anymore it's whatsapp <laughs> and when i thought it was whatsapp i was told no 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 it's not whatsapp it's um it's snapchat yeah it's uh, you you guys are like a moving target yeah uh, <laughs> where where do we communicate and how do we communicate to this generation in a way that's going to make this generation get it
4: I think, you know, not to sound like this, oh, in the good old days, this old soul, <laughs> but there has to be something deeper. Do you know what I mean? I think in our, in a weird sense, this generation is slightly lost because when you look back in history, every single generation has almost been defined by a, a not necessarily a fight, but a cause, a common cause they were going out for, you know, just, our predecessors in South Africa was for equality here, uh, during the apartheid time. You know, in America, you look at it from the civil rights uh, era and the feminist era. But when you look at this generation, what are we exactly fighting for? Even if fight is a powerful yeah. word, what are we actually what working What brings towards? you together? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think first and foremost, we have to identify that because we can't exactly say that we're all perfect there has to be something that we're actually working towards and i think the power is not in saying oh let's get a hashtag trending or oh let's start a, a a group on some sort of social network a facebook page or whatever it is it's actually not necessarily relying on social media you know i do think there is an essence of just being there with your fellow human one-on-one getting that conversation going getting those physical actual real life groups going on so we shouldn't just rely on social media yes we are in this 21st century but it's all about bonding together as humans on a human level before we go out and make a difference
2: Romy, you you have uh, decided that this is what you're going to do um there's somebody else who says look you know she has time, or she maybe comes from privilege, and so on, and that is why she's able to do this. I I have a job, I have a nine to five. I have this, I have that. Um, how do you how do you do it?
3: Well, the truth is, I do actually have a job. Um, this isn't my job. This is just I do this because I will not sit back and watch things that are so wrong happening without saying anything. So I do actually have a job. I also have two young boys a one-year-old and a four-year-old so i don't have all the time in the world i certainly have more more time in my before i had kids um but you know what if something's important enough to you 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 make time and i do i make time I, i i don't have a lot of it but when i do i make time i go out of my way i make an effort you know i think everyone needs to make that effort and i think just similar just on the same lines to what you were saying about people just you know even on a daily basis i think if everyone even someone who says oh well i've got a job or i don't have time or that's great or she's this or whatever you know just just be kind when you're at the shop you know if you see somebody who needs help or if you see somebody just talk to people you know just start engaging start helping just being kind and sharing i think if we could just start on that small level if every person really went out of their way to help other people just on a daily basis you know then it doesn't matter if you've got time or not if you just really all if everyone changed their own life to be more giving and to be more helpful well it would certainly start making a difference but i mean again i think i think i think we need to think out of the box i think people need to just raise their general consciousness of everything i
1: think it's really sad that we still need to actually convince people To be nice You know what I mean Like the fact that um, We are having this conversation And and we actually have to bring these things up Like just being Looking at a person as a human being first Before you put them into a specific box And and, and a category I think it's just absolutely sad That we need to speak in, in that way Yeah It really is
2: now, uh, this year's Freedom Day month falls uh, on the 60th anniversary of the historic adoption of the Freedom Charter in Cliptown, Soweto. Now, you know, th- the previous generation speaks about this Freedom Charter. Your great-grandfather's friend or, I mean, brother, brother. Yeah. Um, was perhaps part of that as well. Um, and it seemed to light, to shine a light in very difficult times for that generation. mm mm-hmm. But what w- what is our freedom charter for for this generation? I mean, do you do you even know two lines out of the freedom charter, Jack? You 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 come from a revolutionary uh, lineage. <laughs> do you um, do you know you know at least two lines from the freedom charter?
1: I I'm actually very um, I I don't know what the word is, but I I don't. I'm, yeah. I'm freedom very charter. sad yeah. freedom
4: that char- I don't. Uh, yeah, so. We the people of the it, Republic of South so. Africa. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: and that, that's all. But that also comes from the constitution, right? Are you not confusing your? Oh wait,
4: yeah, that is. I'm reciting the preamble. Never mind. (laughs) You 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 you
2: recited the first four words of the freedom charter. We the people of South Africa. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Uh, which, it follows the clear for all our country and the world to know. And then it goes on and on. Yeah. So this, this Freedom Charter thing is not in our veins. We, we don't, we don't really, you know, we don't feel it. 60 years old. Um, should we be referencing it still? Or should we be defining what, you know, if you listen to Martin Luther King, he spoke about a dream, Mm. uh, of the future. Now, if you read the Freedom Charter, it's really, it speaks of we're going to be everything apartheid. We're going to be everything that apartheid is not. Mm-hmm. Um, which for me doesn't necessarily spell out a dream, it just says that this is what we're not going to be. How would you start to shape a dream and a vision for, for, for this for this new South Africa? What would it look like? Knowing what we know after twenty one years, how do we start to shape uh, a dream? What is what is Oof. so let's start with <laughs> let's start with Sia saying, I have a dream that well that is a dream.
4: Very, very good question, Mr. Shavala. <laughs> <laughs> I need to sip me some of that. I need to be planning some thought. You the, want to marinate on that right? a little yeah. bit? I'm you want to marinate a bit? Let it simmer. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 Romy. Yeah. For South Africa.
2: Yeah. Wow. Little oh, think about it. Let me let me ask you, Romy. Romy, uh, I have a dream. Uh, you know my, my, that my two two boys will grow up in a South Africa like this. What would it? What would it be?
3: I'm afraid it's going to sound so cliche, but truly it's my true dream would be to grow up, for my boys to grow up in a South Africa that really is number one. Totally, it has equality for absolutely everybody. And where people are empowered to help themselves, where people are, where everything... People realize that everything is linked. So we're looking after our environment. People are growing their own food. People are looking after themselves. People are keeping the environment clean. That's, I think, the key to everything as well. You know, where all all people and all beings, animals, people, really, really are free to do what they love, to do what they're passionate about, um, to stand up for what they believe in, but really just that everybody's one everybody's one everybody respects the other yeah and that everybody's free to do what they to, the, to do what they want to do see so yeah,
2: you know you have been thinking what, i'd, I'd love dream? to live in that dream you know, Just, I,
0: <laughs>
4: I think for me we pride ourselves on being this rainbow nation and being so diverse and we have all these differences i think my ultimate dream or vision would then be where our differences don't make a difference mm. Whether, you know, yes, I see you as female versus I'm male Or I see you as, you know, vanilla skinned Whereas I'm chocolate skinned but That really doesn't make a difference That doesn't define your character As Martin Luther King said as well yeah. you know, it, 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 it shouldn't define who you are to me It should just be something that makes you different But doesn't make a difference to the way I view you
3: And maybe people love those differences I do I yeah. think it makes yeah. it so interesting How boring our country would be if we were all the same
1: It, it would have I mean, I, I cannot imagine uh, growing up in a country whereby everyone is exactly the same,
3: be very boring. <laughs> it would have been
1: extremely boring. You know, um, um, no offense to uh, countries where it, that's the case, but I, I feel like sure. South Africa is so—it's—it's it's such a beautiful melting pot of so many different things, man. And once we get there, if I—if I were to have a dream, in—you in, in, know—the the way you were mentioning earlier, my dream would be. At some stage, having everyone just mishmash and we'd speak this crazy language where Afrikaans English, Zulu, tosa, you know just a mixture of everything that this country would be. I think if we could have that, that would be my dream now, you know?
2: now you've got you've got amo uh who's who's in studio here, looking at you very well like, yeah you know, like what, what kind of what kind of a dream She's like pulling dream is she's this? she's pulling this face you should have yeah. seen her she you know just, happy, pulling. <laughs> <laughs> she, know, she, she's she's, she's pulling, looking at she, She's <laughs> pulling this face like Geez, so, so Amo, what would your Dream for God. South Africa moving Forward be? I have a dream What would it be?
0: I mean for Me I'd really love to see a South Africa where We're living in peace and unity I'd love to see a South Africa where everybody is Living out the fullness of what they Believe is their uh, Potential and purpose on earth So living out their dreams and in that way, painting the future essentially.
2: Yeah. So uh, Amo is uh, Amo is junior associate at McKinsey and Company, um, and she has a very interesting life experience because uh, she says she shares stories and lessons from a life changing quest for meaning in a sixty four day journey traveling through nine African countries using public transport. Now. Amor, you, 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 you got the, the experience of going out and being a foreigner out there. And part of this freedom of ours is how we position ourselves in the continent. Uh, what, What did that experience teach you about how we as South Africans position ourselves on the continent and how we need to be, uh, uh, stewarding this freedom that we have mm.
0: I think that's a very very great question And I'll share just some of my reflections But one I think As I saw the African going into other African countries I was exceptionally well received And people were absolutely kind I mean like examples like um This one lady gave me her SIM card to use Because I bought one that wasn't working Um Someone let me sleep in a bus station Because I was Stuck and I needed somewhere to sleep um, Just sheer, sheer, sheer human kindness And I think the second thing is As a South African Telling people that I'm from South Africa um, People were very excited to hear that I'm from South Africa And people would ask me questions Whether about like joyous celebration Or generations yeah. Or whatever it is about South Africa And I think a third thing is Um Um I, I was teaching for two to three weeks in a school and I thought this was really interesting. And basically they have a subject called civics and in the subject they teach the children African history. Um And so you meet young Africans who understand the history of their country, who understand the role that South Africa played or, the, or rather their countries played in South Africa's freedom. And I think a lot of things that we don't necessarily see or experience um in in our in our country. And lastly, um, I was on a bus in Z- in Zambia, and the movies that they were playing in the bus were actually South African movies. Mm. They played Sarafina and they played the Shaka the Shaka movie. Mm. If you compare that to what we're playing in our buses, right, it's probably not South African. It's probably not African. Mm. It's a Western movie. Mm. So I think that says a lot about how the rest of the continent really. View South Africa and I think You know we need to step up to the game
1: cool. You know uh, it, it's, it's been a, an idea that has Been doing the rounds recently A lot of South Africans don't feel like We are part of Africa as a Whole um, how would you Go about you know changing That ideal with, within Some of the people in this country
0: Yeah I mean for me I think one of the Biggest issues is really around uh, Mindsets mm. And when I say mindset says, I mean, you know, there's this quote by Steve Beaker that says the biggest weapon of the oppressor was the mind, mind of, of the, the oppressed, oppressed, right? Yeah. And even if we reflect on the design of the apartheid system and some of the intentions it had was to completely make black people feel like they're nothing, yeah. right? And then two, in addition to their education, they made sure that they had a substandard education. And a very quick example is how my grandfather got a, a better education than He's child, right? So we we cannot um, uh, move away from that in terms of us trying to understand how we begin to tackle the issue. So I think the the biggest thing is around how we shift the way we think yeah. um, in order to be able to move into a space where we feel like, you know, we're part of um, part of the solution and part of the country.
2: Okay, I'm all, it, It's a it's a, it's a pity that we, we, we didn't have more of you. Um, but your, your, your experience is, uh, is, 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 you know, awe inspiring. I mean, just to, to take that step and go out there, I think is, a, is a big thing. So, um, we hope to have you again, uh, to hear more around w- what you have to say. Um, let's announce the, the WeChat winner. His name is Hilt. Hilton. His name is Hilton, Hilton yeah. Um the question was what is your favorite show on cliffcentral.com and his answer was the Gareth Cliff show. He wins um you, uh, a smartphone a Samsung smartphone sa- Samsung Galaxy S4 smartphone. So Muzoltov Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> so Before we close off, uh, as many of you know, this was um, my very first show uh, steering the ship for three hours. Mm. And I just want to bring Damon in here. Damon... um uh, as as they're bringing you in, you know, we've got one minute, and I want to say sincere thank you. You know, it's uh, you, you didn't have to be here. Uh, don't don't look away. I'm not. It's, this is not a joke. I'm 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 being very sincere here from the bottom of my heart, which is a shallow heart, but it it, <laughs> it has space. It has space for this to say, Damon, you didn't have to be here. And for me, it's the little things, and and I believe that the future of South Africa rests in us uh, taking these small things and amplifying them. That 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 an old white man who has who, who okay I'm sorry I don't no, the moment. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry I'm <laughs> sorry I'm sorry but but that with all of your experience you could come here so early in the morning and to really just 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 coach me and so on it, it, people don't know the things that you say over the mic while we're speaking and so on and just encouragement but but I, I really just want to say Damon uh, from the bottom of my heart thank you thank you so much man it's a it, it it's really if, if we had more people who did that who just put the Themselves out there for, for, for others, for the next generation. Our country is in safe hands.
4: My no, pleasure, and you got good potential. You did very well. Well done.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, Jack and
1: Yeah, man. It's, it, it was very interesting. I learned a lot today. You really? Actually, I learned a lot, man. You know, um, I think I walked in here with, uh, with certain perspectives and thinking of things in specific ways, and a lot of things have changed today. I'm actually glad I came through.
2: That's that's great. Thanks for thanks for coming through, Jack, and uh, thanks to pleasure, you bro. as well, Romi, for 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 coming through. Yeah, um, you should write a book and just tell us how the animal kingdom could teach uh, what things the animal kingdom could teach us about uh, <laughs> taking care of things and and freedom in particular. Well, we've reached the end of the show, and yeah. uh, thank you I'm so, so much so for sad. joining us uh, on this Freedom Day. Whatever you do out there, make sure that it is revolutionary, that it it builds the country, and that. It is something that we can tell to the next generation that on this day, the 27th of April 2015, this is the brick we put in this wall of freedom. So from me, Rory Shabalala, I'll be seeing you again soon. We love you and please uh, go out there and change the world. Goodbye from us. Till next time.